Now, let's, let's, let's run. Uh, this is more or less uh, a time to share the word. I'm going to spend time to teach you because it's a conference. It's a conference. So you need to take something very deeply today. Amen? The first thing I want to say to us is from Isaiah. That's just to prepare us, yes. Isaiah chapter number 60 verse 1. Isaiah 60 verse 1, it says, Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Tell the men, arise and shine. For the light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. So that is where I'm taking my test from. I'm speaking on what I tie to arise men. Or, put it this way, when men arise. Something always happens when men choose to arise. When men arise. And the Bible says, arise and shine. Which means the men will never shine until they rise up. The shining of the man is the ability to rise. You don't shine sitting down. Arise and shine for the light is come. Your light can come and not shine. What makes your light shine, even though your light has come, you have to reflect the light. That is why you have to change your position. To arise means to change your position. To arise means you were in a position before that will not allow the light that is on you to shine. It means there's, there's something wrong with the positioning of your light. So it says, arise and shine for the light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So the only thing you have to do is to arise. The light is come. The shining, you don't, the light carried the ability to shine. It all depends on how you position the light. So God is saying the men have to arise to shine. It means change your position, change your perception, change your perspective, change the way you see things, change the way you address things. If you can change your perception, the light will shine. I see the light of every man in this house shining. As a matter of fact, the Bible put it this way, in Matthew chapter 5, from verse 14 down to 16. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Then in verse number uh, 15, it did say, it said, no man light a candle and put it under a bushel or under a table. He said, but he put it on the table stand that it may give light to everyone in the house. God cannot light you up as a man and hide you. When God lights you up, it's because he wants you to shine. He wants you to shine. He wants others that are in darkness to see your light and have direction. 
Then he said in verse 16, he said, let your light so shine before men. Glory to God. Let your light so shine before other men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Can I speak to the men today that your life will bring light and bring glory to God. That wherever you are placed as a man, a man that carried the light of God, people will not talk down of God, they will not reproach God, but your light will cause men to give glory to God. Your light must shine. That is just the foundation introduction. So let me go to my text. Go to Psalm 8 from 3 to 6 as I take you on this journey. When men arise, something always happens. When men choose to change their position, just the way the men in this church choose to say, you know what, women have been having a conference in this church, we need to arise. Who is that young man name you mentioned that I've been with you? That Where's Brahim? You are Brahim. The Lord bless you. To say, you know what, we can do something. We may not be so much, but we can start something. Is the, is that is what it takes. And because of that thought, we are here today having a main conference. Let's celebrate that thought. Let's celebrate that thought. And I want to appreciate everyone that supported that thought. Because you can have a thought, you can have a vision. Uh, if others don't support it, they can kill it. But thank God for the men who say we can get it done. Let's celebrate all the men of Upper Rome in the name of Jesus. Let's read. The Bible says in Psalm 8, 3 to, to 6, it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is this man all about? There is something about this man. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou, that thou visited him for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. There's glory upon the left of the man. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Thou made him to have dominion over the works of the hand. And thou hast put all things under his feet. This is the description of a man. Who is man? There is something about man that God, you are too mindful of him. You can't let go. He made a mistake, you still came after him. Man ruined the plan of God in Genesis, but who is man that you are mindful of him? You are still after him. After the mistake, you are still mindful of him. You have made him a little just lower that word angel is wrongly translated in the Hebrew. That word angel is Elohim. Say Elohim. Because we are greater than angels. In the rankings of God, we are not lower, we are not beneath angels. Angels are under us. So that word translated is translated, you made him a little lower than Elohim, a little lower than yourself. Because remember in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, it says, he has raised us up together to sit with him in the heavenly places. So in the rankings of the spirit, when you see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, the next person is me. I don't know about you. 
He said he has made us to sit together with him in the heavenly places. Far above principalities and power. And angels, they are ministering spirits. They are there to serve you. You don't serve angels. Angels serve you. So, you cannot, you, you, the people that, the ones that serve you cannot be greater than you. So, when the Bible says, you have made him a little lower than yourself. What is going on? Satan was asking a question. Who is this man that you are so mindful of him? What, what is this component called man? What is this being called man? That everything about you is after this man. Are you still here? There is something about man. Satan says, tell me about this man. You have made him a little angel. You have made him to sit in the heavenly places. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have put everything under his control. Who is this man? Tell somebody that you even know who you are. You have to ask yourself that question. Who am I as a man? Glory to God. The reason why you abuse the purpose of being a man is because you don't even know who you are. You don't know who you are as a man. And even Satan is asking, he can see the way God treats you as a man. He can see the way God is after you as a man. He's asking, why can't you let this man go? You even came down to have fellowship with him. Who is this man? That you are so mindful of him. Who? Who? The first thing I want to clear with us this morning is that one of the major challenges we have today is that we have many male around, but not real men. Because. Real men has become scarce in church and in the world. We have male, not men. The challenges today is that we have more male, less men. You say, Bishop, I've come again. If all you know is that you are a man, you can't fulfill purpose of a man. You become a man by birth. You become a man by responsibility. By birth, everyone is a man. Your organ defines you a male. But responsibility defines you as a man. So many are, are defining themselves by their organ. And you can use it anywhere and they are, as a man. But that doesn't make you a man. You are just a man. You have not fully understood why you, because I'm saying, who, are, who is man? So you need to know who am I to move from depending on your organ as a male. 
So the why the world is in disarray and confused is because we are raising more maid than men. That is why you see most of the male use their organ more, they donate children everywhere. You can donate, you can raise, you can donate children. They have 10 children here, 12 here, so donate it everywhere because it's your organ. You can use it anywhere. You think that make you a man? No! It just make you a male! Does it define you as a man? Are we still together? You need to grow from being a male to become a man. Ooh. Being a man is my best, but being a man is a matter of responsibility because becoming a real man simply means rising up to your maximum potential. It means you rise up to your maximum potential. You rise up to maximize the potential that God has put in you. Tell somebody start to rise up from being a male to become a man. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. So let me drive this very quickly to you. In creation of the world, let me start from the beginning. In creation of the world, God could not find rest. Until man came into the scene. Creation did not end. Man was the end of creation. So everything God was doing was waiting for man. Creation never found rest. Until man came into the scene. When God was done with man on the sixth day, he could rest. Until man come into the scene, the world cannot rest. The church cannot rest. The family, you see, the family will keep having crisis until man become a man. The rest of the society will only come when men rise up to be men. God was still working, but he found rest when man showed up. Who is showing up in the family, a male or a man? When man showed up on the sixth day, I remember saying, God rested on the seventh day, which means you have arrived. You can take care of things. Kaladusi balando I'm speaking to every man today. You will forget me in the hall. When you come into your home, rest will come in. Hear me from today. When you step, if you are married or you are going to be married, when you eventually get married, your presence as a man will bring rest to your home. I say rest to your home. Rest to the society. Rest to the church. Because you understand that you are the end of struggling. The creation never had rest. God never had rest until man showed up. When God brought man into the scene, 
and God rested. Because creation could not be complete until man took their place. Until man took his, his place. Creation could not be complete until man took his place. So nothing will be complete. We have more broken home today because there's no men at home. Absent men. What do I say? The church is there to make corrections. We shouldn't be like the world. We should be different. Genesis 1 verse 26 says, And God said, The first time God had a meeting was because man needed to come. Man, God didn't just create man. He had a meeting. God said, Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be this. No consultation. When he come to man, God said, Let us. The first time the plural word was used in creation was because man was coming. Because it was a serious business. Let there be light. There was light. Let the water separate from the water. Let, let. But when it comes to man, chapter 1, verse 6, 26, let us make man. He began to describe what he's coming to do. Let us make man in our own image. You know this image? Do you know how much companies spend for image? Because image represents you. Those I'm about to bring the one that will represent me. You know what? How much they pay for image branding? Because they don't talk much. Because if they can project their image, everything about them can be seen. So God, man, is a projection. Of everything that God represents. Man is a projection of everything that God represents. That is why you have to copy Godhead. Let's agree. Let us make the invisible the invisible us. Let's make the visible part of our invisibility. Man is the visible part of the invisible God. Let us make man in our own image. Then he said. Let him have dominion over the three realms. You didn't understand what he was saying there? Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, the beasts of the earth, and the castle of the ground. He was talking about three realms. Because in Ephesians, he now said it. For we rest on the good fish and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against preacher weakness in high places. So he was talking about let you have dominion over the three realms of power. So now, man came into the scene. I say here, there is no rest in the family, society, and in the church until men arise and take their place. For this church to actually thrive, the men must take their place. The men have to, I will show you why. The men have to arise and take their place. For a family to succeed, the men have to arise and take their place. 
Let me give you why. The man is the direct creation of God. Carrying the image of God. Because it was only the man that was created and formed from the dust of the earth. You will soon see the importance of women to man. The only creature that was directly created by God in terms of human beings was a man. Are you following? The only direct creature that was formed in creation, formed by God from the dust of the earth was just man. Genesis 2 verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Bible says, out of the dust of the ground, God did form what? From where? So, God, how to get his hand dirty? Are you getting that? God looked at himself, the invisible self, and began to draw himself. Are you still here? Remember, say, let us make man in what? So, God looked at himself and put his image down. So, he got his hand dirty. So I know that God has a hand because I have a hand. I know that God has a leg because I do have one. Are you still here? So he, 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 he made the image. And now God looked at the image. Woo! That is why when Jesus came in Hebrews 1 verse 3, Bible says he became the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person. And when you go born again in Roma, in the book of um, uh, yeah, I'm getting that scripture in my spirit. Now, how can I get in my spirit? Now, it says, Romans chapter 8, verse 20, uh, 20, 29. It says, now, who he did for new, he did predestinated to be conformed. To the image of his son. So when you go born again, you are conformed to the image. Because Adam was an image. So when you gave your life to Christ, you became the image that was lost in Adam. So image must be represented. Because from the beginning, we are to be the image of God. Adam was created an image. Jesus came, became an image. So when you go born again, you became an image. I will see here. So now, when God finished making man, man was there lifeless. And God put himself breath into man. The breath of life. So what a man is carrying is the life of God. Every man must recognize that you are carrying the life of God to reflect the image of God. You cannot reflect his image without his life. 
He takes the life of God to reflect the image of God. A man that does not carry his life can reflect his image. Are we still here? He breath into the nostril of man and man became a living soul. Man stood up. La subarakadiziana. He shubarane kanabayadada. He said, I see something rising up this morning. The man rose up from the ground. That is why he said, arise and shine for the light is come. When the life enters you, you cannot remain on the ground. You will rise up and take your place. You will rise up and take your place in destiny. You will rise up and take your place in your home. You will rise up and take your place in the society. You will rise up and take your place in the church. You will rise up because the life of God in you cannot keep you down. He must raise you up. He raised you up because there is work to be done. Because lying down, other can do nothing. You have to rise up because there are responsibilities that are going to be handed over to you. When you rise up as a man, you focus on responsibility. Are we still here? So now, the issue here is this. The woman was formed from already finished creation. Are we together now? Who will understand the Bible will function very well. We malfunction when we don't understand the concept of the Creator. No manufacturer has the right to put a manual in the product if they didn't create, if they didn't manufacture the product. Only the manufacturer knows how the product functions. So every product comes with what? A manual. Hey, this is this is I, I I manufacture this. Take this book. Everything about this this product. This is what they can do. If you can read this book, you will get the best out of it. So God is the manufacturer of human beings. So nobody can tell you how to function except the one who created you. Every other thing is a guesswork. What did I say? And we are more interested in, guess, in guesswork than the real thing. We like guesswork because guesswork makes you lose focus of who you are. And we're still here. This is what church should be. You should come to church to learn. To learn. After learning, miracle will happen. And we stay together. So now, the woman... Was kind of out of the flame to the until the man look at this until the man raised raised up from the ground and take his place in creation 
And in God's purpose, the woman did not take her place or come to relevance in God's creation. So until men arise, women will not find their place. Hear this very clearly. You will also understand. So that you understand your place in creation. You see, when Adam was still on the ground, God didn't think of a woman. Even though the woman was trapped in him. Don't forget, in chapter 1, verse 26, 28, Bible says, male and female made he them. So when God made the man, he made the man directly, but the woman was trapped in the man. So the man needed to arise into his purpose for separation to take place. I will still hear. Let us, let's read it. You know, sometimes I quote this scripture, you think I'm talking sometimes to the Bible. Bless it. You know, 26, 1, 26 to 28, Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our own image. After what? Our likeness. Huh? And let you have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the earth. Bible says, male and female. You see that? Male what? Female. He created what? And God blessed them. He used the word them. Even though it was Adam, it was them. That is why I say, man, you have to arise. So, when Adam arise, took his place, God said, hey, now that you have arise, you have taken your place, I can make a separation. will show you why. So that men and women will know how to function together. So, when the man arise from the ground and took his place, God began to say something. If you look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 21 to 23, this is what God gave the man. When the man arrived, when the man rose up, this is what the Bible says, and the Lord God caused <laughs> look at this, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon what? Adam, and he slept and he took one of what? His ribs and closed it up and upon up the flesh instead thereof. So the first surgery was done by God. So when doctors do surgery now, they learn it from them. The first anesthetic they give is here because Adam fell asleep. So oppression was taking place, he didn't know. So when they give those injections to sleep of his God, so everything that is happening has been done already in scripture. He went, he gave him attention and he slept. And when he woke up, the surgery was over. And God presented to him the woman. And when he looked at her, so whoa, he caught a revelation. When you see your wife, you will know. 
All these guesswork you are doing, you see this one, I love you. I said, I love you. Something's wrong with you. Oh, this one, the shape is good. No, you think there is good. Ah, oh, that one, the one is clever. You, you are confused. Let me tell you, man, you will keep seeing different shapes. Calm down, choose one and rest. As long as you are on earth, shape will not finish. Sizes will keep coming. Heights and uh, and everything that comes with it. If you are like that, Satan will deal with you because you will keep seeing different level. Today you thought you have saw something. Somebody will say that. marriage will go beyond love. It takes commitment. Law to stay for 20 years is beyond love, is commitment. I have chosen to be committed to you. In spite of anything I see, you are the one I've chosen. It's commitment. So when the woman was brought to Adam, he says, Wow! He shouted, This is the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman. And another man with a womb. A different version. Because we have to reproduce. It's called a womb man. It's what? He has legs like me, eyes like me, but he has a womb. That can carry my seed. I'm a seed carrier, but the seed need a womb to nurture it. So it's called a womb man. Man, stop looking everywhere. When you see her, you know. When I saw my wife, I knew. When you start getting confused, we confuse more. I'm telling you. Because the taste never stop. Because there will always be one thing, one thing, one thing. She don't talk well. She don't do this well. Now, this, this way we talk well, but doesn't have this. And you find the one that have this doesn't have this. You can never have everything complete. Otherwise, there's no work to do. Are we together? Now, get this very clearly. The first characteristics of a man is that he is a visionary. The first characteristics of a man 
is that you must be a visionary. It means you must have a vision. Because vision is the mental picture of a preferred future. What did I say? It's a mental picture of a preferred future. It means I'm here, but I see something better than here. It's called a snapshot of the future. So as a man, you must have a snapshot of 50 years to come. I have a snapshot of 60 years to come. You have a snapshot, even though you are here, but there's a preferred life in the future that you have snapped. You see this man that take this picture? He just snapped it. You see it is there. So you must snap the future. Tell someone to snap the future. I didn't hear you. Say snap the future. You have to snap the future. So for you to be able to live as a man, you should be able to snap the future. So the first rest characteristic of a man is that he is a visionary. Ask this man sitting by you. Ask him, do you have a vision? Ask that man, do you have a vision? So the first thing that every man must have is that you must be a visionary. Say visionary. Let me show you why. A visionary. So the first characteristic of a man is that he's visionary. Why? That we... It is the visionary of the, that man that require a companion. It is when you become a visionary that you require a companion. Because there is a vision to be fulfilled. I will show you. That is why, you know, the first thing a man needs is a vision and a job or a work. God never brought Eve until Adam had a vision and was doing something. You understood? Genesis 2, 15 and 19 to 20. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden to dress it and to keep it. To do what? Let's stop there first. To dress it and to what? He didn't say he created the trees. He didn't create nothing. But just to what? Dress it. How many of you know a fashion designer? A fashion designer we have a vision of what to do with your material. You give him a plain material, he turns it to become something else. That is why we have designers everywhere. Come, it is the same material, but they come with designs. So when God said to Adam, dress it, which means have a vision. Turn this thing to be something else. 
He was telling her that you must be a visionary man. Who can turn something into something that you can improve on something? Who can change the course of things with a vision? So as a man, you must have a vision. You must have what? And the second thing God did, God brought all the animals. 19 to 20, he brought the, all the animals eh, to Adam and said, name them. So Adam have to look at a lion and look at a lion and look at the character and say, you are a lion. So God was telling the man, I'm giving you the ability to catch a vision. He didn't see the goat and call it lion. He looked at the character and how to visualize. So God was testing the potential. He has put in man. Can you put it to work? There are, power, there are potentials in you, but you need vision to express it. Potentials in you, but you have to have a vision to express it. So a man must be a visionary man. A visionary man. So I have to stay with God. I have to give him to dress the garden, to make it beautiful. I've been some places in the country where you see a gardener dress your flower on your feet. You want to lie down. The way they cover creativity. They make it. So God say, dress it up. I want to see you dress up this thing that is scattered. Put it together. You put it to shape. So I say, man, you must have a vision to put things together. So the first thing a man needs, he must be a visionary man. Say visionary man. How do you do that? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. You must deliberately as a man go for a vision. Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 and 2. He said, I will stand upon my watch. He didn't say we. He said I. Say I. I. Because before you are going to get a compassion, companion, because I'm going to come there, because that's why many marriages are suffering. He said, I. Say I. He didn't say we. He said, I will stand upon my watch or my tower to see or hear what God will say to me. And God said to me, not to we. There's always the me before the we. Is it your Bible? Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 and 2. He said, I will stand upon my watch to see or to hear what God will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Which means somebody is going to question you. Somebody is going to ask you, I'm coming to that place. What shall I answer when I am reproved? When I'm questioned? Because I need to test something. I must give a vision. Are we here? And God said in verse 2, writes, what? The vision. Say vision. Men, do you have a written vision? Look at me directly. 
do you have a written vision? No, it must be written. When I come again, I want to see your written vision. He said, write the vision upon tables and make it plain. So that he that read with read the vision can run. Because Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. So the problem is not the people. The problem is lack of vision. What are you living for? You live for vision. Your motivation in life is because there's a vision to be fulfilled. Why people go depressed and go down is because they have lost, they have lost their drive for vision. When you have what you are living for, you must live. Where there is no vision, what happened? Let us take it down to man now. Now let me tell you why this vision is important. Then in verse 18 of chapter 2, is where I want to merge it up for you. And God says, it is not good for man to be alone. Hello? Ask the man, are you alone? Look at the man. Say, are you alone? <laughs> Pastor Chris, are you alone? <laughs> Do you know for the first time in creation, if you read from Genesis chapter 1 to the end, Everything God said when He created, He said it was good. 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 Then in verse 31, He said it was very good. God never saw anything He did that was not good. The only time God mentioned that something was not good was when a man has no companion. So when you are alone, it's not good. Look at the guy close to you say it's not good. No, sister, come on. What's your name again? Huh? Otavia. Don't touch your husband. Say it's not good. He's already found you. He's, he has passed that level. So let's focus on those. That is where the conference is here. As a Chris, I decree and I declare, you must not make God look at you again and say it's no good. Do you know, before I give you that point, do you know that marriage, the purpose of making a man to fulfill what I'm about to share with you God came out from rest. 
Marriage was so powerful. The place of a woman in the vision was so powerful because in chapters 2 verse 1, God, Bible says God rested. And he saw that everything he has done was good. And God rested. Everything was working. But God came out from rest. That is how powerful a woman is. The place of a woman brought God out of rest. God cut the rest and said something must come up. That is why women are very dangerous. Very powerful. When they enter a place, something changes. If you are not careful, they carry an aura because God came out from rest. God has walked and rested and only came for them. That is why the rising and falling of a man is in a woman's hand. If you will do well, they are going to move. If you will fade, it's your hand. So you must be careful. You never really know where you are going until you marry. Because there is a defining moment in your destiny. But the issue is going to be depending on you right now. I'm going to show you why. Now, I will say, and God said it was not good for man to be alone. And he went say, I will make him and help meat, not help mate. It's not mate, it's meat. Check your Bible. It is a, read it. Is it M-E-E-T? Where is it written there? Genesis 2, 22, verse 18. Where is it written there? Read me King James. Help what? Help meat. Help meat. Which means there is something the man is already doing but can't do it alone. Everything in him can't meet it. He has a vision to meet. Have given him a responsibility to dress the garden, to take care of the animals, to do this. But I find that he's alone by himself. He cannot. I will make him another version of himself that will help him to meet it. So the man is never complete. Without that woman. If it was alright, God will not bring it. Let me show you what happened. To help what? The problem in man and the woman is this. It means the woman is coming to help you meet what you have already seen as a vision. So the woman, God, the woman is coming with potentials that God has endowed her with. God has seen that you are deficient in this area. He created it that way so that you can have a companion. So now God put the other part of you in a woman 
and then brought the woman to you and said, I have, I have endowed her with potentials and all this, that when, you, when she comes, you have to interpret your vision so that she can fit in with potentials. So, when the woman comes and you don't have a vision, then you make her look useless. She wants to function, but nothing to do with it. She came with potential, but no vision to meet. So she had to create her own. And when she creates her own, there's confusion. So the problem is the man. Because she came with potential to help you meet. Because in you meeting, both of you are fulfilled. So because when she came, there is nothing. You have got no vision. You are running you are everywhere, no focus so she came looking for where to use the potential that God has put in her for you and here you are, you have nothing to show then she's trying to fulfill something and she creates something out of nothing and there's a clash of vision because she's supposed to be a helpmate so when she comes, there's nothing to help you do because you got nothing on ground. Every man must have got something on ground before you look for a companion. Must have got something on ground. Must have something you want to show and something you want to fulfill. When she comes, honey, this is where I'm going. This is where we are going. Then she begin to fit in with her potentials. She begins to fit in, okay. She brings that potential in. And together, life becomes easy. You are pushing to that dream. She came, she have schooled, she have done this, she have done this. But she come to join first with you. Because the Bible says to help me. So the man must be a visionary for a woman to function. So if you're not a visionary, you, you, you make, the, because she must do something. And there's something to do. And she must create something to do. So she creates something anyhow. That is why the male kills. That is why women come say, my, my career is better than your own. Because you, have, you didn't tell her in the first place you are going somewhere. There's competition in the house. There's security in the house. Because the man got no vision. You must have vision that integrates your woman. That make her feel relevant. Because she came into your life to be relevant with her potentials. I wish you together. Ask somebody, the man beside you, do you have a vision? Say, don't answer me yet. I may not like, I may not like the answer. Okay, let me, let, me, let me close. My section is almost gone. Amen. Let me give you two things that will close you. The next thing you, you need as a man, um, must understand as a man, you are a leader. A leader and a pathfinder. So I'm a leader and pathfinder. So you have to lead your home. You must know that you are, a, as a man, you are a born leader. 
number in part five. You find the part where others will follow, where your wife, where your children will follow. If you don't find that part, they are lost. That's why you're a visionary. You must be a leader. A leader is one that sets examples. You have to become what you say. You can't take somebody where you have not been. You have to have seen it. You have to have checked it out. How many of you know women are treated differently when they say they are married? There's some kind of restriction that just happens automatically. Hallelujah. Number two, because of time, men are providers. Men are created to provide, not to be provided for. Men have to rise to that responsibility. Weak men look for women to provide for them. That get this clear. Now there are times where things changes, but not because you 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 you, you initiate it. Circumstances can change. When there is a vision, both of you you have a vision. It, the more I can see potentials, know that we are going somewhere, and there's deficiency. And for the moment, you have to sustain you together, but not that you rely on it. It's when you rely on it, you're a weak man. Buy cloth for you, buy your shoe, cook for you, you lie down, you got a bread salary, you need prayer. And also, you want to be a leader there. How? She's the one that will take you out. You see that it, it is. So they'll bring it be say, give it to her, give it to her. Hey, you need prayer. The man is a provider. You must understand that by, by creation, you must. Life may go, but she should know that that is not your motive. Know what? Looking for a woman that have made it. Why can't you make it? I want to marry already made woman. You have to also receive the consequences because she will deal with you. So don't come say she's uh, she don't respect you. She cannot because when she got it, she controls it. You can't have both. I want to marry a woman that's already made. Then you will make. will make you. When she make you, you will humble. So, if you are ready to get such person, just humble. Watch the play. Just say, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma are we still together? I see many, many guys today. Yeah. 
they, they, they walk around. The woman is saying, the woman say, don't go out today. She said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> say, who is calling you? No, nobody. Give me your phone. Because that is what you wanted. Am I correct? That is what you wanted. I tell people around the world, you can't create it and be taking you say it's devil. It's not devil, it's you. It's you. You knew what you were doing. Bible says first Timothy chapter five, verse eight. It says anyone that cannot provide for his own house, especially for his household. Bible says he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. It means, huh? First Timothy 5 8. He said, Anyone that cannot provide for his own, which means you are a provider. So Jeho- God is Jehovah Jireh. You are Jireh. He is Jehovah Jireh. You are what? So you must mean Jehovah Jireh to help you to be Jireh. Because God wouldn't want you to deny the faith. He wouldn't want you to be worse than an infidel. So go back to him. Lord, you made me a provider. You, I don't know another person. You provide that I can provide. You see? You are Jehovah Jireh. I'm not Jehovah. But I'm Jireh of my family. So when the woman sees you like that, she will support it. She, she submits it to you. Because she can see that there's a, there's a structure. A structure. A woman can't give you nothing if you have no vision because you want to use it for any. A woman see a man with a vision, she can give him everything because you know, I can trust you with our destiny. Can trust you with the resources and say, I know that with you, we will not fail. Lastly, as we close. Hallelujah. Are we still good? Lastly, men by nature are protector. They protect their family, wife, even the church. As a man, you protect. When a man is around, there's a different thing. You know how your, how your wife just laughs. My husband is here. And the children boast around. Daddy's around. They can go and look for trouble. I don't know. My father is here. May God help you. They don't look for higher one. You are by nature. Don't expose your family. You're a protector. Your wife, your, 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 they must see you as one who protects. They must feel secured around you. Feel secure. Nobody, you know, when you are married, the people cannot touch you anyhow. Ah, she's married. Huh? There, there's something that just changes when they know there's a man over you. Because we speak out. Why did you speak to my wife 
I used to hear. Don't that excuse I'm sorry, sir. When you get home, for that two weeks, you're on your own. Your wife will change room. So you went to disgrace. Are you a man? You couldn't talk. Even talk, at least talk something. I didn't say fight. Just talk. Amen. Just what? Just talk. Amen. You can find that in Psalm 127, 4-5. Bible says, As arrows are in the hands of the mighty, mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that have his quiver full of them, for they shall not be ashamed, for they shall speak at the enemy at the gate. You speak. You protect your home. You are a visionary. You are a leader. You are a provider. And you are a provider. I declare that this man in this house, all this will be found in you. You will not disappoint destinies. Every woman that comes around you will find safety in you. No woman will come in your life and be confused. Their potentials will be used in the right direction. In the name of Jesus, I speak it over you that today in this main conference that your life will never remain the same. In the name of Jesus, as the foundation is laid, can you open your mind and declare, Lord, let this quality be in me. If you're a woman, pray for your husband. If you're not married, pray for your husband to come. Declare this quality. Pray for them. If you're a man, Lord, I receive this quality. If you are not married yet, pray for yourself. If you're a woman, try trusting God to get married. Lord, let my husband, let them understand these this, this qualities in the name of Jesus. I speak the word of God. I declare today that this word of God will flow in your lives. Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! My God. In the name of Jesus. Now, just for so have five, three minutes. If you're not married, yeah, let me stand up. Like you're a man, I want to pray for you. And it's good for you if you're not married because you can walk with these things into your marriage. Those who are married, you need to do some damage control. But then, they are fresh. Yeah, it's called damage control. Yeah. If you're not married, let me see you stand up and pray with you. You're a man, you're not married. Very good. You have you have a opportunity to lay pure foundation with knowledge, because this knowledge will help you, will guide you. Lord, I speak to these ones today. These ones have the opportunity to implement the word afresh, so that oh God, they become a reference and influence. I speak to you today. In the name that's above every other name, that the word of God you have heard will walk in you, walk through you. In the name of Jesus, that your future God concerning you being a man shall be established in the right foundation. 
in the name of Jesus. I speak it to you as you make decision. You will make decision based on revelation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let all the men stand up. All the men, all the men stand up. Just the men. All the men. Lord, we stand, I stand in agreement as a man. Today is men conference. Lord, men arise. When men arise, they shine. I speak to you today that whatever position you wear, there is not expressing who you are as a man. By reason of this truth, receive grace to express yourself correctly. In the name of Jesus, I declare that as a man, you will make a difference in this generation. You become an example in your generation. In the name of Jesus, that grace will be multiplied upon your life. That the hand of God shall be strong upon you. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Spirit of God, because I know it is done in Jesus' name. And let everybody stand up. The women stand up. Let's support. I pray for everyone here, the women, because it takes a man and a woman to have it fulfilled. I speak to you as a team. I declare as a team, we will fulfill the purpose of God. In the name of Jesus, everyone, oh God, as a man, as a woman, I declare your part will be fulfilled. Grace to fulfill your parts. Receive it today in the name of Jesus. That the hand of God shall be seen upon you. That together we will make the kingdom of God relevant upon the face of the earth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God, because I know it is down in Jesus' mighty name.